Not-So-Fantasy Football, a loser's guide to FBL with Rob and Yanis. Hello and welcome to Not-So-Fantasy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and Rob. How are you doing, Yanis? I'm fine. I'm fine. I've had a, a long break. It mm-hmm. feels like a long break because since Monday, I don't know, it feels like it's been two weeks. Yeah, and it's so unusual not having that midweek game, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I mean, we did have Tuesday, the, the picture on Tuesday. I, I even forgot about it when we were talking Might earlier. And he right. said, we have to, to do a review of, of the game week. I said, oh, is it is it not done? Is it not <laughs> over? For me, it effectively was. But for you, well, to be fair, I had some Leeds players that did okay. That changed the whole thing. Come on now. Yeah. They'll be modest. <clears throat> if it wasn't for Dallas, I would be ahead of you. Yeah, but what about my captaincy blank? Oh, I don't want to. I, I wanted to raise only the good things about you. Okay, okay. <clears throat> that was a shambles. Right. So we've got uh, a quick review of what happened last week. We've got the watch list battles and we've got our team reveals coming up. First questions first. Are you playing a chip this week? Oh, I forgot about that. When we were talking earlier, yes, I might be playing a triple captaincy chip. This is, good. Uh, but yes, it's it's what I've been listening to other pods saying. Um, it's the least, let's say, effective or or exciting chip. True. So, yes, the fact that I am probably triple captaining Kane this week mm-hmm. does not make me so enthusiastic about it first of all there's so good choices so many good choices it's true. and it's a very very tough one to pick the good triple captain uh this week um and uh, on the same time of course i would wish to have the other chips in hand either to bench boost or to wild card so yeah i'm i'm left with the the third one true but i think there's a big problem with people that have more than one chip left. Um, so if people didn't play their triple captaincy chip l- earlier on, I think most of our podcasters only have one. Well, most of our listeners only have one. Um, but if you didn't play your triple captaincy chip earlier on in the other double game week and then bench boost this game week, what you're going to be struggling with is is where to next play your triple captaincy chip. Because Ben Krellin doesn't see a lot of double game weeks in the future and they're not going to be big ones. And the main reason for this is that most of the movable fixtures could end up being in actual blank game weeks anyway. For example, the Spurs, the Spurs Southampton fixture could end up not being a double because it could just fit into the FA Cup fixture hole left in game week. Yeah. Well, sorry, the Villa one fits in the FA Cup fixture hole and then there could be another one uh, later on the line. So effectively, if you're looking at captaining a premium option, you've got this game week, you've got Bruno, Kane, Salah or a City asset. Uh, you've got double DCL. Game... Or DCL, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I said premium, so and D- DCL is... Yes, you're right. You're right. Premium, you're right. I think he's got to be up there. Um, you've got double game week 27, where you've got Man City playing twice. Um, you've got double game week, potentially a double game week in 32, 
where Spurs are going to play twice. Um, and that could be interesting, but it does depend on City uh, beating Everton in the FA Cup because that would be uh, Everton and Southampton. Or you've then got a potential double game week in 37. But really, like, slim picking. you like to wait up until there? <laughs> yeah, that'd be Villa. That could be Villa-Southampton. <clears throat> but by that time... If you've waited until that time and it hasn't come through, then you've, you know, your triple captainship could be on a single game week, which is it's not always bad. If you triple captained last, what was it last year, uh, KDB on yeah. game week thirty-eight, yeah, against Norwich, was it? <clears throat> that got crazy. That was mental. He scored a couple. He assisted a couple. It was so you never know, of course, and. And that's why I think people consider triple captaincy the least important, let's say. Yeah. Because let's say you get a very good hole from a, a player. You, you get 15 points, mm-hmm. which is a great return. Mm-hmm. So this, if you had captain, I mean, you would have naturally captained him anyway. Yeah. If you wanted to triple captain him, you would have captained him. So you would go 30. So the game you get, you got is 15 points. Yeah, which in a in a normal bench boost you would consider as a bad return. Yeah, just fifteen points. Sixteen is what. Yeah, you, it you would just be that. Yes, exactly. So a good triple captaincy it equals a mediocre or bad bench boost. That's why we're talking about a doubling is great. A double game weeks is great because. A 15-pointer in double game week is, is kind of more ordinary for a prime asset or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> That's why I feel this is probably my last chance to to hit with a triple captaincy. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Moving on with the, um, the, the whole double game week situation, I think you are right in actual single game weeks can also be just as good as double game weeks. And I think when we get our double game weeks, if they don't, for, for me, moving further on this, you know, this season and, and in the future, if they don't include good teams, top 10 teams, top six teams even, I won't be busting a gut to get their players in. Because as much as I like Leeds and Southampton, I really, you know, broke my back. I think I did a minus eight. Did I do a minus eight or did I do a minus four? I think you did a four. I think we I were think- the same, both on a minus four. Yeah, I didn't get Rafinha. Luckily, I convinced myself away from the minus eight. But really, when it's teams like that that aren't necessarily reliable and their players, their manager might be switching around players, busting a gut to get their players in it is is not necessary, I think. So in terms of this double game week, where almost, no, about uh, there are four teams that aren't. Yes, yeah, yes. So it was 16. 16 teams doubling. This is a big double game week. So this is one where we need, where I feel personally, I am happy to take some hits. Not not up to a minus 12. I don't think that's necessary. But this is the biggest game week, double game week of the season so far. And um, luckily there have been no COVID outbreaks that have stopped any games from happening. So actually, as we know, so it's looking to go ahead as the biggest game week, double game week. 
that's very true because the last time we had something similar to that which was skin week 19 mm-hmm. we had so many uh, doubts on on the situation if, if the games would happen yeah if the players were fine to play it was aston villa going back and forth yeah uh, they cancelled the first fixture that they had it was against everton if i recall and then they had the postponed one against City a, a week later. So it, it was very complicated. Yeah. So now it seems that things are very straightforward. The only thing that changes <clears throat> the whole strategy is that we probably need to think ahead for game week 29. Exactly. So it's not, it's not just the 26 that cards all in and we don't care what's happening next because you might need to think ahead because you have only three transfers to make with it yeah 27 28 and 29 mm-hmm. to prepare for the blank game week i mean we've we've mentioned that before but it's always good to repeat it and this is how i'm planning my whole double my my double game week because i'm not going all in I'm not trying to get. I, I'm not yet sure. I'm gonna have eleven double game week players. Ooh, okay. I'm. I'm probably at ten. Yeah. I might risk and have Rafinha or Bamford as my eleventh. Okay. And uh, the rest being, of course, doubles. Um, because I'm. I'm thinking. I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking that if I take another hit, it will actually make me get those players back for 29 yeah so i don't know if it's worth making two transfers and taking actually one hit now so a minus four plus an extra transfer for a player who i'm not entirely sure will return what i want this is the only reason i'm i'm really not confident of going all in completely on yeah that's fair and we will talk about our our plans and our team review. Yeah. Um, but shall we just close the first chapter of... Let's do this. Of what so, happens in week 25, which was... To, to read off my Leeds, Southampton, and, and Brighton and Crystal Palace assets, I think. Do we record? I think we recorded it before the Brighton Crystal Palace game. Not that they, we, they made a difference. We did, yes. Mitchell did start, which I thought was... Yes, he did. ...quite interesting. I don't think he's going to remain in my team still because... I do need that guaranteed double start and I don't know if he's going to provide it. But what happened for me was Dallas got me 17 points, which was fantastic. Bamford got me eight points, which was great. And my captain, Danny Ings, was on the bench, which to me was a massive signal from uh, Hassan Hutter that he's uh, panicking a little bit and he's trying to find a solution that for me was a really bad idea to leave to leave your clinical striker on the bench uh in an attempt to win the game and and shake things up and do something different i think was a really silly idea i think personally playing with nathan redmond where he's been playing him has been bad anyway but to then put it team him up with your second striker shea adams who's been playing well as a nathan redmond role you know supporting danny ings and to play with two supporters and no clinical finishes was a really stupid idea. So Danny Ings got a six with his captaincy from me, and I was really annoyed about that. I, I completely understand. Um, 
I had finally a non-blank captaincy. Bamford at least returned. Indeed. Uh, so I got 16 from him. Mm-hmm. Rafinha was a very, very good um, transfer in. Yeah. I don't even remember who I sold to get Rafinha. Oh, it was Salah. Yeah. Oh, Salah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Oh, man. Uh, a big but, smile. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ings blanked for me as well. So, but at least he wasn't my captain. Yeah. Got three from him from a double game week. So, it's what we say. Fernandez in a single game mm-hmm. had 12. Ings in a double got three. Yeah. You never know. And, Okay, it might be unfair because we're comparing a prime and probably the best player of FPL with um, a, a fairly expensive attacker, but not it, a prime. It was because of his season last season where he was the Ollie Watkins, Patrick Bamford. You know, he got he was close to Golden Boot, and because of that, his price was where it very is. close. Mm. Yeah. So what hurt me after all, which is ridiculous, is that um, I chickened out and I started with Suchek instead of Gundogan. Yeah. And if Gundogan was playing, we remember we said, okay, what's two points? Two points would bring me ahead of you. Yeah. So that was... I said decisive two, I had both Suchek and Gundogan on my bench, if that helps. <laughs> okay, good. It doesn't, uh, but thank you. <laughs> so that's another win for me. Had... It is. Is that what you're saying? You're three wins ahead. Three yeah. wins ahead. It's crazy. I am ahead in the. It doesn't make sense. It's. I mean, you had some bad week, game weeks at the beginning of the season, and that's what is happening. Apart from that, you're so way ahead of me. But anyway, this is not a competition. It's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> I do think this little head-to-head yeah, is an enjoyable, an enjoyable thing. Having having our little head-to-heads, just uh, they make the, the game fun for me, and that's why I'm enjoying doing them, because I'm winning. No, <laughs> because it's yeah. a little element of competition, and, and that's uh, really What fun. about the battles? The battles. <laughs> we'll talk about the battles later. No, we could do the battles now. Do you want to know what happened in battles? The battles but- is... Uh, it's, I probably don't because you're laughing. So I, I'm not that sure that I want to know, but go we'll ahead. give you full details. Okay. So I had Dallas in my battles, but because I got Dallas in, I cannot have Dallas in my battles. <laughs> so I then moved to Alioski. And Alioski oh, very good choice. was on the bench for both of the games and came on for a two pointer in one point in each game. Armstrong also got two points. And I'm not quite sure how he managed to only get two points. I think he also didn't start against Chelsea and then only didn't play against Chelsea, I, I feel. And then... I'll figure out points. in a moment. Just give me... <clears throat> uh, it got two points in the in the other game. Shea Adams got three points because he started a game for Southampton, which was a wonderful you know boost for my battles team. So in total, with... Three double game week players, I got uh, seven points. Your yeah, Armstrong didn't play didn't play against Chelsea. Yeah, and uh, he played against uh, ninety minutes against Leeds. Yeah, so you had Vestergaard at the back, which brought you in a three point oh. in one game, which was great because he got no points in the first game. So yeah, 
very good with that. You then had Harrison, who also got you three points. So at this point, you only need one point to beat me. And you had Josh Meyer. No, I don't know what his first name is. For some reason, I've just attributed his first name as Josh, but I don't think it is. You've got Meyer. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I don't know what his first name is. You've got Meyer as... Josh, uh, uh, you're right, though. It oh, is Josh going. Meyer. Well, you got him. He got you two points, which means that you got eight points. And I got seven points, <laughs> which shows uh, that double game weeks aren't necessarily the be-all and end-all when your double game week teams are Leeds and Southampton. So congratulations yeah. on the Watch This Battles victory again. Thank you uh, very much. It's, again, the rule that uh, says that if you win the normal, the proper game... Really lose the battles. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. that, that's exactly that. So um, let's talk about our transfers and, and what we've got coming up. Yes. Um, so my thoughts, oh, I've got four players who are not uh, double game weakers. Uh-huh. It's Sufal, Suchek, Rafinha and Bamford. Yeah. Both, oh, both, both couples, so both pairs. Yeah. Um, I want them for 29. Yeah. But that means that I either play with one of them this week, mm-hmm. which is not the end of the world. I mean, Rafinha against Villa is not that bad. Not at all. all He's so good in such good form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the problem is who to play. Not if not if I'm allowed to play one of them, but which one do you choose? That's yeah, a problem. Exactly. But my issue is first of all, Ings. Uh, I am fed up already. <laughs> I mean, I didn't give him much time to be honest. Uh, and I I'm feeling that I'm gonna regret it because that's when things bad things happen. When you sell him back after one game week and suddenly he gets a return or a hat trick. I feel like he could score um, against Everton. I do feel like he could score against Everton, but I'm with you. They've I'm got a very good tradition against Everton. Exactly. I'm so annoyed with it. Saints are very good. <clears throat> so annoyed with this the entire Southampton team. And and right now, I'm you know, I think they are in a relegation battle. People are leaving them out of this relegation battle because they only need three wins to you know get 39 points, but. Do you see them getting three wins in the next couple of fixtures? I, the way they're playing, I'm not seeing it at all. I think teams like Newcastle will give them a good run for their money right now. Yeah. Uh, they've got... I mean, the, the crucial one is against Sheffield United next week. Yeah. So that will show if, if they can't beat that, then they, they're in real trouble. And and psychologically, they won't be able to, to cope yeah. if they can't beat Sheffield United. But anyway, I don't want to. I, I want to forget about Southampton. Yeah. As I would hold on to Ings just because of his double. But the double is against City. Yeah. Of course, he can score against anyone. But he's not in a form that he's scoring against anyone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I prefer to enjoy him scoring while not being in my team. Yeah. Plus, he's. He's thirteen percent owned. He's not, and by the end of of the deadline, I don't know. He might be even lower. Yeah. So it wouldn't hurt me that much, even if he returns badly and 
and I regret it still, I would probably regret more not owning DCL. Yeah, 100%. Because that's, he's really owned, he's got very good run of pictures now. Um, it's Southampton, which they're not very good at against, to be mm-hmm. honest. And then it's West Brom, Chelsea, and Burnley. And then Crystal Palace on 30, which is the time that I'm planning to wildcard. Yeah. <clears throat> so those five fixtures look really good for him and Dina. Yeah. Um, therefore, I'm holding on to both of them. I mean, I'm not holding on to DCL. I'm just bringing him back. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm punished for not keeping faith in him because yeah. if I hadn't transferred in Ings for him, I would have saved a minus four plus he got more points than Ings. Yeah, definitely. So these things probably are good lessons for us because you're getting a player for a situation and if it doesn't work, which it didn't, then you realize that just getting Ings for a double game week against Leeds and Chelsea yeah, it was not the best idea. I, to be honest, I did that before we learned about not having three double game weeks. Exactly, exactly. In think, my defence, it does count. I think using your free transfers to attack those things, I think is great. But where I'm disappointed with myself is that I, I used hits to get there. Um, yeah. that, I wanted Dallas. Uh, and you know I do want Dallas for the double for the the single in twenty nine, so I'm I'm happy I've got Dallas, but Ings doesn't play in twenty nine, so really Dallas was the sensible move and Ings was the stupid move. Probably if I only used one transfer, I would have just got Ings and not Dallas. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, very it's very silly. So I do also think I'm going to get Ings out. Even though I've talked about not taking hits, I am probably going to take Bamford out as well and get in uh, Kane and Calvert-Lewin. Oh, you've got Ollie Watkins, sorry. I've got Ollie Watkins already. Uh, so I think I'm, I'm going to be taking the hits to get Bamford and Ings out for Kane and Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Kane obviously Do you have the played. money? Yeah, I've got loads of cash. Wow. Can you give me some? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I sold I sold Salah a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I'm I've been toying about trying to work out how to get him back in, but mm-hmm. I don't save. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the ability to. So uh, there is a potential that I do go with a minus eight, and I would be looking to move one of my defensive options out because I'm not quite happy with me or uh, Mitchell. I, as much as Mitchell and uh, me have got double game weeks, Mies is against Tottenham and Leicester, and then moving forwards, they're not looking great either. They, they've got um, Arsenal, Everton, no game in 29. Um, and then Mitchell has got a double game week, but we do know that he is a bit unsure as to whether he will or won't play and their double is against Fulham and Man United and Fulham are scoring at the minute um, Man United have Bruno in the team so that's almost certainly going to be a goal so I agree. Um, even if he does get the double 
there's no chance there's not a lot of chance it's going to be a good double so what i think i might do is there's there's a lot of, there's a strong possibility that i might end up getting in um one of two defenders i've i've taken ricardo pereira out um because ricardo pereira was one that i was looking at getting in uh it does look like he's going to be playing more it it's unsure whether he'll be playing more as a right winger or whether he'll be uh, moved back to his right back position. But Brendan Rodgers did say that he had been working, they had been working with Ricardo moving forwards a lot more. And that was something they did plan to do more often. So it could, it could be happening, but he doesn't have the game week in 29. And for that reason, it's going to have to be either Reggion who does have the game week in 29, which I know you have also mentioned this to me as well. Um, or I'll let you say your bit. Sorry, I've taken that off. <laughs> I've stolen sure, that sure, from sure. you. Um, uh, or Luca Dina, um, who might also have a double in 28. Uh, so I'd be getting the benefit of that double as well. Um, I'm going to let you talk about your defensive choice there as well, because I feel like I've stolen that from you, but we did no, not at all. completely independently. And uh, yeah. Who am I to tell you about it? I, I decided to go for DCL because you mentioned it. I, I got the, <clears throat> I don't know if I can say it in a nice way. I won't say the bad thing, but I, I got the courage yeah. to bring DCL back because you did. So don't worry, go ahead and, get Zinia and get whoever else you want. Yeah. Um, between Dinia and Regan. Okay, so you're between them because I've got Dinia already and Region is my my in my thoughts now. Leicester has a fantastic run. They do. They've got Arsenal who usually they, they have a very good history. Vardy usually <laughs> scores yeah. against them. And then they've got Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United, which is quite good. Yeah. Um, so if someone is really thinking about Pereira, I would 100%. shake their hands. I don't think I've got the courage to do it, mm-hmm. uh, especially because he's not playing on 29. Yeah. And I will have the City defenders... Uh, to take out for game of 39. So I don't want to have three prime defenders um, bothering me for that blank. But Pereira is already in top of my list for my wild card after 31. Yeah. Because they've got a very good run again. West Ham, West Brom, Palace, Southampton, Newcastle. Five fantastic pictures. And then the three bad ones, Man United, Chelsea and Spurs. Yeah. But as we talked about last, uh, last body was, Leicester are so strong and so reliable. And if Pereira, maybe this is, this is one reason that I prefer to wait for him uh, for my wild card, although he will definitely rise in price. He's Mm -hmm. 5.9. I'm planning. uh, I can't think I'm going to get him lower than six, 6.1. If he does play as a wing back or as a as a as a midfield, it's it's going to be 
crazy because he's very good in attack. Yeah. And his attacking returns might be phenomenal. Exactly. For a defender. He might be a a boosted Lundstrom. Yeah, but he almost plays at the end of the period. Like he almost especially when Madison's not in and Leicester didn't play very well without Madison last night and Pereira didn't play either um, for the majority of it. Um, so he almost, you know, he was almost in the centre of the park, not as a right winger, but almost like, you know, moving around the centre, which I was, um, yeah, really happy to see. And that does make him really promising for my wildcard in 20... In if you, if you consider that uh, he was attacking when he was playing as a right back, Mm-hmm. Having him playing even forward, that makes him even more appealing. Yeah, Plus, their defense is very strong. So it's not that it's not even like Liverpool when you had Robertson and TAA for their attacking returns, mm-hmm. uh, but forgot about any defensive ones. Now you might even consider that the defensive ones will be there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a conversation for. Also, later on, interesting noting that uh, they lost last night to the team West yes. Ham bought uh, Sufal and Suchek, Suchek. From, yeah, which Slavia, yeah, Slavia Prague, which is, uh, yeah, good. You know, we might see some more transfers from that team coming into the, the Premier League, and, and they've scored two goals against Leicester tonight, so keep an eye on those. Um, Kane was, so, yeah, I'm thinking of the same with. Oh, yeah. With Reguillon, as you said. Yeah. And just to, to point out, because I've had the same problem with my Taylor, yeah. <laughs> you've got your problem with your me. Yeah. The fixtures don't look good. No. And even though he's got a double game week, I might be transferring him out yeah. instead of Sufal, who's governing a single one. Yeah. I think for me, Sufal against Arsenal in 29 isn't a priority to have because Arsenal are picking up some, you know, they're picking up some traction. They look like they might score uh, now, which uh, I think Sufal would be a bad, but Spurs played West Ham and West Ham were very good as well. So, you know, uh, Sufal could get some returns attacking wise. So, um, yeah, Kane was rested. Son was rested. Reguillon was rested. Um, What did you make of that? that they probably start Mm -hmm. and one thing that we're sure of is that no matter if it's a double game week or anything son and kane will play if if not 180 minutes they will play 170 minutes yeah so the only doubt if people are considering defensive assets which is not a bad idea because the fixtures are quite good Mm-hmm. Uh, you know we never trust Spurs defence. A hundred percent. But Burnley, Fulham, Palace is quite a good one. Yeah. And then there's Arsenal, which might be even better if if Spurs play like they played before Christmas with a very strong defensive attitude and try to counter attack. This also might be a good defensively yeah. uh, game for them. And then they're playing Villa. Yeah. And Newcastle. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to resist uh, getting a Spurs asset, a defensive asset, which I haven't had for the whole year. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem logical at this moment. And Reguillon not playing 
in the Europa League kind of means that he's the first choice. Yeah. Plus, I feel that there's a lot of justified um, attack on Mourinho's um, approach. And during the last games, I've seen them playing much more attacking, like with more possession, with mm-hmm. more, you know, efforts to, to try and play from left side, from right side, and change the way that, that they uh, perform. And I feel that if they keep going this way, Region would be necessary for that because you don't want to have only the threat coming from Kane mm. and Son playing at the back of the defence. So yeah. you want extra help. And Region is the only one from the defence who's reliable attacking you. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, going on into Kane, Kane's got 13 goals and 11 assists in 22 matches. So, you know, 24 returns in 22 matches. Most of those he's got bonus points in as well. Um, and in terms of this triple captain chip, you have won me over and I am going to be following your advice and triple captaining Kane. You've been planning it for a long while, but for me, looking at the stats that Kane shoots, I think Kane had the most shots in the last game. Um, Kane shoots very regularly. Burnley concede a lot of shots. They concede a lot of shots because we know this because Pope always receives top bonus. Pope is that keeper that we've been telling you for weeks receives top, you know, good bonus points when Burnley um, get a clean sheet because he's always making saves because the saves mostly come from shots outside the box because Burnley have the low block and when Kane is getting shots, he's going to be more clinical than other people getting shots. So I'm quite happy to to hope that he might score one in that game um, or to, to just hope that something is going to go well for Spurs in that game. People say that Burnley don't get turned over very often, but they've already been turned over 5-0 by Man City, 5-0 by Spurs last season. Uh, they, If they get an early goal against them, they, they can be turned over and it can be a riot. Um, so there's that the other one is Fulham and even though Fulham have been playing a lot better uh, they have still conceded the most big chances from any team this season they've conceded 63 big chances which is more than any other team in the the league and where Spurs have had their problems is, is being clinical in the recent last couple of games They've actually been clinical, more clinical, and that you know they've been outperforming XG in the earlier part of the season. So, I think that Kane is the best um, triple captaincy option this week, closely followed by Bruno, who has Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Chelsea are going to be difficult because they're they're low blocking and they're, you know they're playing with his back five, um, which you know is. Great. They're not going forwards very well, but they're defending very well. And that's what Tuchel's doing. You know, he's building from the defence up very much like Big Sam or, you know, Mourinho at the very beginning. Uh, <laughs> but I like uh, that comparison. It's great. <laughs> building from the defence up, getting, getting the clean sheets and hoping that the rest, you know, works. Anyway, uh, Palace 
haven't been playing brilliantly, but they did get the goal. And, that you know, they, they are aware that they're conceding for fun. So they are going to also put in another low block, which is quite similar to, um, you know, Burnley, Fulham. So I think there could be some goals for Bruno there. Interestingly, looking back at the at Bruno's stats against these last couple of um, fixtures, he's only scored one goal in the net in the last in his previous fixtures with the other guys. So his one goal was against Chelsea, and that was a penalty. So uh, he also plays Man City in the next game, and I think is it it might be Villa. I can't remember who he's next. Uh, no, it's not Villa. It's uh, it's West Ham. West Ham. It, so yeah. it, in his previous games against Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Man City and West Ham, he's only scored one goal and that was a penalty against Chelsea. So I'm not saying that he's not going to score. I'm just saying that it does worry me a little bit. Does it worry you that he started yesterday? Exactly. And, and then, the, in addition to that, your theory that a player who scores one game week isn't going to score in the next game week. So he's playing <laughs> against Palace, but there's yeah. against Chelsea, there's an almost certain blank. Whereas Kane's almost, according to your theory, going to get a goal against Burnley. Um, and if he doesn't, he's definitely... I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the game against... Uh, oh, what was the last game? Against West Ham. Yeah. It felt like the like the Antonio game against uh, Crystal Palace, yeah. where he he should have hauled, not just scored. Exactly. Uh, he had those those grace the the, the, the crossbar. Yeah. He had really big chances. Yeah. And he feels like he is back. It was very good for him that he had the rest. Now he had the rest in the Europa League. Yeah. And what you need from Kane, from a terrible captain, let's say, because okay. Of course, Bruno is a fantastic choice. Salah, I would add, is really good against Sheffield United. Yeah. Especially for playing at that right side where Sheffield United have major problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kane, if you have in, in those two games, if you have two assists and one goal, which is so easy for him to get, you already are talking about a proper a decent yeah. return from a triple captain. And he gets and that's bonus points. Normal. He gets the bonus points as well, you know. He is a bonus yeah. point, he's a bonus point magnet, um, unlike Salah. Um, yeah. Which is for me why Salah doesn't have Henderson. There's no midfield support for Salah right now. Trent's playing very well, but Trent is on the same side as Salah, which doesn't necessarily bode well for Salah. And I think against Sheffield United, Salah will get points, which is kind of why I want him in. But again, the one bad, one good, the one good could go yeah, really well. Um, he's, you know, it's just worth noting he is Mohamed Salah. He is one of the best FPL points. Of course, of course. Seasons. Um, we're not saying don't talk about him against Salah. My gut feeling is Kane, and that's what I'm going with. As you said, because the bonus points are so important. If you get, I will not over, I will say four bonus points in those two fixtures. Yeah. Which two and two or three and one is very, very common for Kane. Four is 12 points already. Yeah. Just for the bonus points. Forget about the rest. Yeah. So it's a return. It's a hole just for the bonus points. Yeah. 
which is great. It, it does count. It does count. The other options are a city and Calvert-Lewin. Yeah, this and is the city is the most difficult of all. City have got great, you know, they've got great pedigree. They've, they've got, got great, great fixtures for the next two. They've got West Ham Wolves, Man United, Southampton. The main problem is I just cannot predict which of them is going to do it. I cannot predict which which and, player. And is the problem do. is that they might someone might go crazy the first game week and not play the second. Yeah. Which is not entirely bad. I mean, if you triple captain Gundogan in the in the game against who was it? Was it Spurs? And then he didn't play the next one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it still is fine. Fifty-seven points. But it's 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 something I don't want to be worried about. Yeah. And not owning KDB is also a problem. Yeah. But still, we haven't seen them play all together again properly. Gundogan and KDB in, in the Premier well. League. I want to see them. They did it. They did in Champions League. No, they didn't play in the Champions League. Oh, they did. You're right. KDB you're right. Played, they did play in the last Premier League game together. Yes. So but. I I'm not that yet convinced on how this is going to be balanced. Not that they won't succeed, FPL-wise only, I'm talking about. Um, but you could easily captain a defender. You could you could go Diaz. If I was to captain any Man City player this week, it would be Diaz. I don't have Diaz, yeah. but that's the only reason why I'm not considering them is because I don't have Diaz. But Diaz would be the guy that I triple captain this week. I'm a little bit worried he might get a rest. Just a little bit worried he might get arrested. I'm uh, not that sure. Because Laporte's playing. I would be worried about Cancelo or or Stones, but I think Diaz is tiny bit ahead in getting both fixtures. Stones was rested midweek in the Champions League, so I, yes. that's why I think that's, that's why I like them both. Two. Yeah, but Cancelo, I think. You know, he's played four ninety minutes in a row. I, I don't see him playing another two ninety minutes in a row. Um, but, but exactly, that's the whole point with City. It's so stressful to try and predict if they're going to play. Kane is going to play both fixtures. He might end up with less points, mm-hmm. but at least you know he's going to play 180 minutes. Exactly. Unless you believe the curse with uh, Sane, Mane. It's not, it's not Kane, though. So I, I think we're fine. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't say things like that they end in ASE um, the point is so we, are, we also had Calvert-Lewin and Calvert-Lewin um, for me is also a great captaincy pick he's got the best pictures by far the, yeah the, the pedigree's not there for me do you know what I mean the, the, the consistency isn't there you know Everton smash Spurs one week lose 2-0 to Fulham the next um, so that's why I struggle with uh, the idea of triple captaining Calvert-Lewin. I don't think captaining Calvert-Lewin is a bad idea, but for me, I want a triple captain this week and I want someone more reliable. So Calvert-Lewin just slips out of contention for that reason alone for me, sadly. But I do want him for the double, for the next couple of double game weeks. So I think what I'm going to do is for the first time uh, stick by the rules. And the rules are two. Don't captain a player out of the top six. Yeah, which is, doesn't include Kane. 
because Kane. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that. In nine. <laughs> <laughs> so go for it for uh, Everton, um, and don't captain someone who's playing at the first uh, game at, at the first fixture. Yeah, which is Man City. There you go. This is great for Sky actually because then you can have a look at the at the yeah. starting lineup. Good point. Depend your choices there, but for FPL, yeah, it doesn't count. And I wouldn't want to stress. Imagine captaining Gundogan, yeah, and starting the game week, and then he's out from West uh, from the West Ham picture. Exactly. You, it, there's no point in in following the rest. Hundred uh, percent. Worth noting. Deadline is tomorrow. Well. If you're listening to this on Friday, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Saturday, it's today. Uh, it's today. Saturday, the 27th <laughs> at 12, uh, 11 o'clock uh, GMT. Um, yes, good, good. Yeah, cool. So what's left? Is it? Is it? We, need we to... decided where our teams are because we didn't do a team reveal. <laughs> sort okay. of. We'll quickly brush our team reveal because uh, I haven't done my transfers. Uh, but Me neither. Um, I'm starting with Martinez at the back. I do think Johnston against Brighton and Everton could be a good pick. But anyway, I'm going with Martinez at the back. I think that, okay, the guy they've got in midfield, who's this defensive midfielder at West Brom, I think has shored a lot of things up. And I can see Big Sam getting two clean sheets there, personally. But I'm going with Martinez. Martinez is Martinez. (laughs) Who, Who knows? I might go a bit crazy. But Martinez is there currently. Um, Stones uh, with his double. Me, uh, double. Adarabio. Adarabioyo, sure uh, with his double. <laughs> and then is going to be a defensive uh, transfer, potentially, or Mitchell. Uh, Sterling, Fernandez, Son, Gundogan. Uh, and then up front, we've got Kane, Watkins, and then Calvert-Lewin, depending on what what happens with my transfers. But Kane, Watkins, Calvert-Lewin, that's, that's t- 12 players starting for me currently. Um, so we see, I think if I do my defensive transfer, me misses out. The defensive transfer comes in and I start 4-3-4. Yeah, three up front, three at the back and the midfield. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going four four two mm-hmm. with one hit. Okay. If I take a second. Uh, this might change, <clears throat> but uh, I'm starting with Martinez. Mm-hmm. You know, this for now. From now on, <laughs> I don't think that anyone should ask. It's always I'm starting with Martinez. <laughs> I might be tempted if there's no risk at game week thirty eight. I might captain him as well, just as a <laughs> token of, of appreciation. Yeah. Um, who's he playing against? Chelsea. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Just to apologise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's Martinez, and then my defence is going to be uh, Diaz, Stone, Stinia, and Region. Yeah. Probably. Sounds good. Um, Region is either coming in for Taylor or Sufal. Mm-hmm. I will see how this affects the future game weeks. Yeah. And um, I will see. And then my midfield is going to be Fernandez, Son, Gundogan for sure. Mm-hmm. And possibly Rafinha. Mm-hmm. 
And then the attack is going to be Kane in DCL and Bamford as a first sub. Uh, Now, I was really keen. You remember I mentioned it last week on getting Lukman at some point. But the problem is that he's a midfielder and there's no space over there. No. I would have to sell Suchek. And I don't think that it's wise to, to sell both my West Ham assets mm-hmm. ahead of 29 because then I'll have to get... I mean, Lookman is fine because he's going to be playing then. But I'm going to have to get someone extra. Yeah. So it's fine keeping them on the bench and being patient. And if I'm so needing of Lookman, I'll bring him after the, uh, my wild card. Exactly. I'll be patient. Yeah. Him and Pereira. Mm-hmm. The two men, one side each. Perfect. <laughs> I'm with you there, man. I think that's so a good. This good is choice. it. Of course, we we mentioned triple captain is Kane, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, where's, where's your vice? Is uh, my vice would be Fernandez. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'll do the same. Yeah, I think so. Vice mentioned it, right? Um, we just need to do watch list battles quick. Who's your pick? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, okay. right, that's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna start from five, five million. For defenders, it's five point five. For attackers, I never remember that. Strikers, it's seven point five, and midfielders, it's eight. So for my for my defender, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, I haven't even thought this one through. (laughs) Let me. Shall I say? Go for it. Shaw. Nice pick. Look, Shaw. Great work. Straight away, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Ozin Kabak. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool okay. defender. We'll see what happens. Oh, I don't want to lose. I don't want to win the battles and lose again. <laughs> That's my tactic, man. Uh, midfield, I'm going to oh. go with Pereira. Uh, Matias Pereira. Yeah, the other Pereira. Who was the top scorer in the last double game, big double game week? Just so that, just to remind everyone. And I've been bigging West Brom up, so if he's playing, uh, he's going to be on penalties. I think he's a good choice. I think he's a very outside choice. He's very low owned and well worth a, a punt if anyone wants to punt on a double game week choice. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Midfield. You're tempting me to get. Uh... To get El Nenny or something like <laughs> a place. No, I think I'm gonna go Barnes. Harvey Barnes, yeah. Yes. Okay, and then and as usual, the attack is the difficult part. I think I've got it. Go on then. The toughest of all. Olivier Giroud. Giroud. Against Man United and Chelsea and Liverpool. No way. <laughs> You're trying to lose us now. Okay, I'm going to go. No, okay, this is not fair. This is not fair. I'll go Ollie Watkins and just stay safe. Fair. <laughs> you know who I'm going with? Patrick Bamford. No idea. Good. Okay, that's fair. You've got Pamf- Bamford. I've got Watkins. Bamford's in my team, but he's not going to be in my team by the time this, uh, this game week starts. So I think against Villa, he's going to get some points, hopefully. He got his cat trick on the first round, so exactly, exactly. So it's got good. Do you think it's gonna a uh, uh, completely random question? But do you think it's gonna? Um, it's is it the first time that Villa comes back to Ellen Road 
after that uh, glorious game where the goal was, do you remember? Um, when the oh. when there wasn't a fair play and Leeds scored, and then there was a riot and uh, people were kicking each other, and and then Bielsa said, "You we have to concede the goal now, don't play." And yeah. they let Villa score. Yeah, that was the last game that they were there. That was mental, so. wasn't it? Yes, no, you're it right. It was, and Terry Terry was swearing all over to, yeah. to Bielsa, which I didn't understand why. He was yeah. the one who told his players to to do a fair play. Exactly. And there was only one player, uh, that Swiss um, defender. Uh, what was his name? Anson something. Son. You know. Uh, uh, and he was the only one who refused to do the fair play. And he was chasing the attacker no to way. prevent the goal from happening. No and way. then he right between Chelsea. And then he got... He he was sold. He didn't say to lead again to play Amazing. with Leeds. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's a really funny story, and I think that uh, Leeds Villa, um, the first time happening in Ellen Road after that is the game tomorrow that, or whatever. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. I, worth mentioning as well. I do think Villa are going to suffer without Grealish. So if Grealish is announced. Whatever, whatever is announced, we should talk about this on the next podcast. But um, yes, the whole farce with um, Smith, Dean Smith, going on about how he needs to find out where the leaks come from, and actually, FPL players are entirely where the leaks come from because we're quite good at what we do. Uh, I think it's hilarious. But if if Dean Smith is again, and we find out that he's lying again, then I think Grealish is going to be a massive miss because of. The, what he brings to the team defensively as well as attackingly. He wins so many free kicks, which gives the players a brief space to relax and, uh, and yeah. chill. And for defence-wise, I think that's fantastic. And for attacking, you know, everyone's it's clear what he brings. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. Johnson's my uh, my keeper, maybe my triple captain. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. See you later. Go on, I challenge you. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, Good guys. Luck. Wish you all a green arrow and uh, yeah, stay safe, guys. And stay tuned. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Uso Radio.